the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman, your happy host. I hope you're having a great day out there. It seems as if, as if fall weather is almost here, right? I get up in the morning, it's a little crisper, not as god-awful hot as the month of August, which I always hate, but uh, it's a nice time of year, great time of year to be out, and very happy to have one of my favorite guests back on the show with me, Jason Mayashiro, who is the... Galactic Interdimensional IDPA Champion for 2019. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> that might be a little exaggerated, but thank you. I appreciate it. No, no. I, I actually, I coordinated that <laughs> event. Uh, you were the only one that showed up, though. I, maybe I should mention that. But there was a safety win. officer. There was a safety officer as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you have, you've also brought in from One Shot Industries, Sosh. Sosh, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Very cool. So we're here to congratulate you. Thank you. Thank you very for, much. For doing, you know, well, you actually won the Western, what's your official title? Um, just the, yeah, the IDPA Western Championship. Um, it was a hard fought battle. The first year I shot in it, I think I came in a pretty disappointing 22nd. Last year I came in fourth and then this year um, to win the match was, uh, it was emotional. That's why I brought Sochi here today because, you know, his uh, support um, from One Shot Industries has really played a big factor in all this. And Strengthening my resolve and pushing me. So you start off never shooting. No. Then four years ago. suck at 22, right? The 22nd best. And then suck at only the fourth best. It, you know, it's terrible. What took you so long? <laughs> you live and learn, man. You live and learn. <laughs> Obviously, I'm being facetious. Thank um, you, Phil. I met Jason when he was shooting about 22nd fastest, and uh, he was the fastest guy of the day all the time that, that day. So it's really awesome to watch this guy. And one of the things that I think is so important to people who don't follow you should, if you're on Instagram, you should take a look. He is at, at J-M-I-Y-A-2-3, right? Correct. And you can see how much training he does. So let's touch a little bit on that. I think it's so important that people don't realize just show up and win. Right. I yeah. mean, I do. Well, well um, except for you, except for yeah. you, of course. So I patent everything after you, of course. And uh, no, it's a lot of lonely hours of training, to be honest with you. And uh, it's it's a lot of discipline. It's a lot of focus. Um, it's not my full time job, right? I'm a private trainer, so I'm working super long hours. Physical trainer. Physical trainer, and um, I just have to mentally have the right attitude for training at night. You know, I'm coming home, I'm tired. I eat dinner. Do what I have to do. I've got you know from ten to eleven p.m. is kind of like my free time. And that's when I have to sort of get in the mindset of 
And you've got a family. Got a family, you know, yeah. so it's like, there's a lot of responsibility, but this is just something I love. And it's, it's kind of nice when your hobby can turn into something that you're so passionate about and uh, meet so many cool people. And, uh, you know, Instagram has been just a real uh, melting pot for, for me to just learn about new people and meet new friends and uh, just kind of see what's out there. Now we had you on, um, I think it's about two years ago. You had kind of one of your victories kind of coincided with, uh, your father. Correct. Yeah. So when I, um, when I first started shooting, um, my first goal was to make master within the first year. And my coach Masaki Tanagawa was like, and he's never, ever set me up for failure. He always would give it to me straight and he would say, well, man, you know, you don't make master till like four or five seasons. So just be patient. And, that was my goal. So as soon as he told me that, I knew like in one year I wanted to make master. And the day I made master was on the third anniversary of my father passing. And it was like everything that I've done so far has been on an emotional. There's so much emotional content behind it. And I've been really thankful for it because it really cements it into my shooting career. You know, and it's uh, it's just been great um, that it can fall on these moments. And my appreciation for friends and family, it just it's uh, immeasurable. Now you have two daughters, right? Yes. Are they shooting at all yet? They're not. They're really big on kendo right now, Japanese uh, fencing. And, you got to um, start with a stick. You got to start with sticks, and then uh, yeah, they got a pretty good reach, though. I've, I've I'm not worried them. about them at all. Yeah, they're they're 12 and 10, and they're um they're pretty incredible. You're not worried about them. The boys in their classes are. They are. Yeah, and they should be. It's funny you said because my little my littlest daughter, she was saying the other day she was eating a fruit, and she said, you know, Papa, I'm gonna have a I'm going to have a hard time finding a boyfriend someday. I said, why? And she goes, because I beat all the boys I know. <laughs> it's true. It's true, yeah. If me, they can catch her, they can, they can date her. <laughs> let me give you a little bit of fatherly advice. Yeah. So here's, here's what worked for me. My daughter was probably in eighth grade. I think she was eighth grade. Going into high school. And I said, okay, here's the deal. If you don't have a serious boyfriend in high school, you can date, go to the prom, all you know. But not one of those things where like, oh, Tony has to call. I can't, you know, that emotional dependency crud that ruins everybody's lives in high school. I said, I'll buy you a car. Right? Wow. Okay. So think about this. <laughs> a used car, but a car. And so she comes to me her sophomore year in high school and says, Dad, there's nobody at this school worth a car. Wow. <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to use that one, but thanks anyway, Phil. <laughs> So anyway, you, you have a family, you have a very you know busy career because you're starting early in the morning for your training clients, right? Yeah, I'm 6 a.m. till about 2, then I get a little break, back 4 to 8. Yeah, that's yeah. a full day. It's nuts, yeah. And you live out on the West End. The West, yeah, so the it's, traffic is crazy and you know trying to get home at those times, especially with school traffic. It definitely cuts into your mental capacity by the end of the day. So by the, by, by the time I get home, I'm fried. Yeah, and then you have to practice. Yeah, and so that's why I've been really working on the last year of getting into the shooter's mindset and really working on the mental management of all that. And even after a long day, how can I separate all that and detach myself from it and then be completely focused on shooting and having these vivid rehearsals in my mind on what it's like to be on the range at that moment and put myself in these positions. Talk a little bit about that because that's obviously something I don't do. Um, it's something I learned. It, sound, it sounds very intelligent. It's well, thanks. It's something good, I don't good. do. You just keep yeah. thinking that because um, I'm just repeating what I've heard. But no, it was taught to me by um, the Ipsic world champion, Elias Frangoulis, who's become just a really great friend of mine and mentor. And it's based on a book called With Winning in Mind by Lenny Basham. 
And it talks about how your conscious mind, subconscious mind, and your self-image all have to be in harmony with each other. And the book teaches you how to build all on that. And it's, uh, it's enlightening, and it's been the game changer. It's what made the difference in the last year and a half for me. How so? The confidence, the reassurance, being calm and collected, and knowing how to just be in control and arrange. So when you go to, uh, you're shooting an IDPA. Okay, so it's International Defensive Pistol Association. It is a form of, well, it's a competition for those of you who haven't shot it out there, but it's like CCW shooting, okay? You have to draw from concealment. There's a stage that they set up and you have to move right, move left, reload, shoot this target, don't shoot this target, you know, roll on the ground, two cartwheels and a backflip. Iron Cross was on the last one. I think I saw you <laughs> do it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Anyway, it can be fun. It can be really agile, but it's great practice. And so what I've seen some of the things that you're doing is... Walk me through this here for the last part of the segment. Is there's the map of the stage. So you have to look at that. So tell me about the preparation. Well, we get to walk through the there. stage. We have about five minutes to walk through a stage. We're given all of the stage um, descriptions and uh, the course of fire. Before you're even there? Um, as we're there, we get a shooter briefing uh, before each stage is shot. And what I'm doing mentally is trying to, you know, physically I walk through the stage in the three-dimensional form. And then I go through the two-dimensional form of my mind where I'm thinking about exactly what my positions are going to be. And once I get that down, I rehearse that in my mind at least 20 times before I shoot it. So I'm putting this blueprint and just burn it into my mind so that by the time I'm ready to shoot, it's just physical follow through. And that's what I've been trying to really focus on this last year. And it's made a tremendous difference. And, uh, you know, it's, that's what I learned from Elias is just how to have vivid rehearsals. Vivid rehearsals. So like when I walk up and say, what's the stage again? Okay, which one do I shoot? That's that's not good re- preparation. Especially when you ask me while you're shooting. <laughs> I have done that. Yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you to just turn down range and go. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, we did a, um, I, I did a, a, a three gun event. I missed a target, right? And I'm like, what? And he goes, it's over there. So I ran back and shot the target. They're just like. Don't care about my time, but yeah, no, I'm not going to let him get away with that, hiding behind that thing for me. But that's what the mental management system's all about, is really keeping you accountable. And um, yeah, Do you, you think know. I'd be doing this if I had a mental management system? <laughs> well, that's what I'm here to share with you, so don't worry. I got you. That's awesome. So, do you uh, shoot at all? I do. I take a lot of training courses. Um, I don't do competition. Um, I just don't have the patience for it. Like I told Jason the other, other day, like... <laughs> I just don't like standing around. <laughs> waiting in line. Like, it, waiting you're in right. Line. No, and yeah. I totally feel you. It is a lot of standing yeah. around. Yeah. I've, I've done it before. It's, it's fun, but for like five minutes. Now, how do you handle a <laughs> freeway? That's just the walkthrough. Yeah. Right? It's a walkthrough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there's something to be said for that because it's, you know, yeah, there's a lot of standing and waiting. And, and then, you know, if you're with Jason and he's in his own mental zone, so you can't even talk to him, right? right. So you're off, you're off on your own. But I'm usually pretty friendly. <laughs> Very friendly. Very good guy to have around. Folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com. Check out Jason on Instagram at J-M-I-Y-A-2-3. We'll be right back after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials 
to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, and you know that our sponsor, Bullseye Sport in Riverside, is having their 7th annual celebration of National Hunting, Shooting, and Fishing Day, Saturday, September 28th. But even better than that, it's 10 years strong for Bullseye Sport. So join the owner, Vince Torres, in celebrating Bullseye Sports, serving the Inland Empire for a decade. There'll be raffle drawings all day, free use of the virtual reality shooting simulator, food and refreshments and discounts throughout the store, including firearms and ammo. Riverside Police canine demonstrations, plus a recording of the Firing Line radio show at 9 a.m., so don't miss this day. Saturday, September September 28th, Bullseye Sport, National Hunting, Shooting, and Fishing Day, Bullseye Sports, 10-year-strong celebration. Doors open at 9 a.m., but get there early. Bullseye Sport on Brockton between Arlington and Central in Riverside. For more details, call 951-823-0211, 951-823-0211, or go to bullseyesport.com. Bullseye Sport, where the Inland Empire gets ready to hunt. So, hey, that's pretty great for this guy. Ten years in his store, seven years celebrating the National Hunting, Shooting, Fishing, and uh, Pizza Day. And one of the, unfortunately, this just happened to come up, but I was supposed to be there that Saturday, but I will be recovering from a total knee replacement that happened on that Friday. So Don Dix, who's a great guy, he does the Jen and Don show Monday through Friday out here. He's going to actually fill in for me. So uh, go out there, guys, and give them some support. I will be recovering. I'll probably be on a lot of opioids, so it's probably best I'm not on the radio that day. Maybe I'll come in and try it anyway, right? (laughs) Super cool. We'll be here. Oh, man, I almost did it. I almost did it. (laughs) It'll be awesome. Folks, joining me on this show, I have Sosh. Sosh is the owner of One Shot Industries, oneshotindustries.com, and you can find them on Instagram under One Shot Industries. Sosh, tell me a little bit about about what you do and how you came into that. Yeah, we make um, gears and T-shirts and product for the 2A community. And we started off 
just going to different training classes. Then I came from a design background, so I was working in advertising. Where were you taking your training classes? Uh, I was taking with uh, Solution Group International. Um, they're out in Riverside. We train at Prado. Um, that was my first courses, and I took some with Homefront Consulting. Then went on with um, Sarah Element, which are also good trainers. Um, going back, I, I, I noticed a lot of people were running gears that were kind of like battle-ready gears, mm-hmm. but not very um, civilian-orientated. Yeah, they've all product. got yeah. you know, plate carriers. And... Battle belts and everything. I'm, yeah. like, I'm in there with like jeans, sometimes shirts, and uh, just shorts. You know, just looking like an everyday guy. So. But you had battle flip-flops. Yes. I, <laughs> okay. I run a flip-flop sometimes. <laughs> as long as they have the shell deflector so you don't mm-hmm. get the hot brass on your tootsies. Yeah. That's important. Exactly. Um, so we started making belts. I'm like, okay, this this works. Let's, okay, let's... so a belt for drawing, a belt for concealed carry, mm-hmm. that's an important thing because a lot of people don't understand until they're ready. They get their CCW, they get their holster, whatever. And if you've got a one-inch you know, dress belt... That doesn't work, right? So what's different about what you make? Um, it's sturdy enough where it will hold your gun in place when you draw, but it's still pliable for everyday wear. So it's comfortable. Because mm-hmm. the belt that was before all of this, it was just uncomfortable. It, it was to keep your pants up. Yeah. And this is actually a piece of gear that's actually needs to be thought about mm-hmm. when you're dressing for success. Exactly. Right. What are they made out of? They're made up of nylon, uh, Cordura. Um, the buckles, we have a low pro buckle um, from Austrian Alpine. Um, and also a. Does it look like a Ranger belt? Yeah, or is, like cobra, yeah. cobra buckle. But I'm also making a new belt, um, low vis belt, um, plastic buckle where you could walk through um, metal detectors, TSA, no problem. And They still make you take it off. I know. But you get away from. Metal detector, so which, which not, is not to interrupt, <laughs> but just so you know that I won the Western Championship with the one shot belt. I had ordered it maybe like three weeks before, mm-hmm. so that thing is rigid. And I gotta tell you, it gives you a solid draw because it doesn't move. And my mag holsters and you know my my mag pouches and my holster just never ever are an issue. Um, and that's I think that's what it was. I had probably ordered a belt from you first, and then just started ordering shirts because they're so comfortable. Well, you know, I, I, I hate those big, heavy cotton shirts, Yeah. right? Yeah. So you've got yeah. the, the poly blend. It's nice and it's a little stretchy because, you know, for the guns, right? You can't have it too tight on your bicep. Right, because I do like two push-ups and I like explode. You it know, tears. So I, I have to go buy a new shirt. It's just, I hate that. Yeah. And then that ripping sound, everybody's looking and checking themselves like, no, man, it's just my guns. It's just, <laughs> just, just my shirts. Just sorry. Well, thanks for the quality, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate seriously. <laughs> you can jump in anytime here. Save us from, this, from ourselves. Now, a lot of my design, like if, you know, other than the get out and train, um, they're very subtle. So you don't have a lot of like picture of guns or AK or ARs or none of that stuff. It's more about the mindset. So I have shirts like front sight fo- or focus and, you know, train hard, fight easy, stuff like that. Like if you know, you know, if you're a 2A guy or a gun guy in general, like, okay, that's... Ah, the dog whistle. Yeah. That got my attention, too, because I subscribe to a lot of his philosophies. And um, I just want to, like I, like he said, subtly promote it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I know. I've seen some shirts, like, really? <laughs> you guys are really wearing that? You know? Yeah, and, you won't find any skulls, dripping bloods, or none of that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. In pink. It's not my yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's important. And I think that the way we carry ourselves 
in public is very, very important. I mean, right now, the Second Amendment is under attack. You know, we've got, I don't even know what Excremento has planned for us this year, but they are lining it all up, right? Everything, everything, including oxygen, is going to be banned from California. So we have to have a PR campaign, and that's all of us. That's you and you and myself. You know, when we're talking with somebody, we can't be the Bubba. I don't know if people are hearing me enough on this, but it's like we have to live level up, right? We have to bring our A game all the time and have a intelligent, passionate discussion with somebody, not screaming, the Second Amendment's my right to CCW. You know, that goes nowhere. It doesn't win minds and hearts. And so we have to have an understanding for a conversation I was in this week. Somebody asked me if I owned AR-15s. I said, yes. They said, well, are you planning on killing people? I said, no, mom. Um, <laughs> okay. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> so um, I said, no. And, and I went over the fact with this person that what we're worried about is gun violence, right? We have to focus on that. And it's criminals, criminal activity. You look at, at the stats, the statistics for gun violence in the United States, and there's maybe 32, 33,000 people a year killed by a firearm that's a homicide not a murder it's just a firearm was involved in their demise in some manner okay so most of those more than 50 percent almost 65 percent actually are suicides which are tragic but that's a whole different ball of wax why people take their own lives right Uh, so the human heart fails us in that capacity the next largest group are associated with drugs gangs and commission of a crime. So if you are not on drugs, dealing drugs, selling drugs, whatever, a gang member in the commission of a crime, that's like 9,000 more people die. So 19,000 die in one sack, uh, 9,000 or so in the criminal category. And then about 2,000 to 3,000 are police shootings or justified firearms. So there's really like 2,300 murders in the U.S. per year. Out of 330 million people, that's a really low number. And when you factor in all those things, the United States is not the fourth most or first most violent country. We're like the hundredth most. And the ones that are all above us all have massive gun control. So the problem isn't firearms. The problem is people. And Mm -hmm. when you factor in how many people are recidivism, we have such a small subset of society that commits so many crimes the super criminals, right? They, they have breaking into our cars. They steal your laptop and they don't care. Then they shoot somebody and they don't care. You know, criminal criminality is a way of their life. It's acceptable to them. And those people need to be kept behind bars forever. They should never be out being predators and, you know, affecting people we love and care about. So unfortunately in California, we have lost the will to keep bad people off the streets and we see the violent crimes come up. And, and so if, if our goal is to fight violence, violent crime, then we need to follow the mothers against drunk driving mentality and make the penalties for the misuse of a firearm extremely overbearing. Use a fireman commission of a crime, you get 20 to 40 years in jail, period. Right? Nobody's hurt, you still get 20 years. I don't care. You hurt somebody, you get life. You kill somebody, you get the death penalty, 
next Wednesday. And and if the penalties are stacked up like that, because criminals may not be stupid, they're more of a coward system, they want to prey on the weak, but if they're not going to do something that's going to get them a mandatory 40-year sentence, if they can do it some other way. So if your goal is to drop firearm violence, you need to attack the misuse of a firearm, not ownership from people like such as yourself. Well put. You agree? I do. Then I like you are correct. Like Folks, this. Philip Naiman, <laughs> Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com. Go to OneShotIndustries.com and check out Jason Mayashiro at jmiya 23 on Instagram. We'll be back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn. Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, Mulan Lave Saturday. You know, we're here with Jason Mayashiro. He is the intergalactic, western divisional, interdimensional... IDPA champion, and he goes by the nickname Sweet Potato Fries. <laughs> I didn't even have to do it. I love it. I'm glad you know that. But you could call me Jason. <laughs> no, no, it's Sweet Potato Fries. I'll take on. that too. Anyway, Jason, um, tell us about this last event that you shot at. Okay, the Western IDPA Championship. This was in Sacramento um, a couple weekends ago, and uh, it's notorious for being very difficult. And um, they their setup their setups are pretty very challenging. And um, the the match director uh, Ryan Harrigan, who's, uh, who's become a pretty good friend of mine, um, just they're the nicest people. But there's a stage that's always they they always do a long stage, and this particular stage was out to 35 yards. And there were two strings of fire. Um, there were targets at like 7, 11, 18, 21, 20. It was like weird numbers that you would never practice. So it was brilliant. And uh, I actually did a breakdown of this on my Instagram because it was so challenging. And it was the first stage I shot that day. And it was That's brutal, That's going to mess with your mind. Well, yeah. So that, I'm telling you, a lot of mental preparation that night. You know, when my buddy and I drove in that night, uh, big shout out to my buddy, Lauren Shin, who, who's just the greatest driver in the world. And we got there in his new car. We got from LA to Sacramento. We got there in 22 minutes. <laughs> that, uh, I'm not saying we flew, but we got there pretty quick. Fast yeah. and furious. It's an Audi. It was beautiful. And uh, that night, we um, all went to bed early because we just had to get mentally prepared for this stage. And um, yeah, it went well because... Uh, the average, I actually, I quoted that the average down points was 27. It was like 35. Um, and I was down seven. On that one and, stage. On that one stage. And um, that was like how I started my day. So it was about... But you didn't know everybody else was down 27. No, it was, there was a lot of down points in our squad and some pretty good shooters. And uh, it was, 
it was a make or break it stage. It was that one. If I had done um, any worse, that would have been it. And that's the stage that claimed me the two, the years prior. So it was really nice to get over that hump and really sort of you know break the chain there. So uh, was it the same? I mean, thirty five yards is a pretty long pistol shot. Well, last year what it was, it was a limited stage. Okay, so there were two steel two steel poppers you had to hit, and then there was a um, target at forty yards with a non threat right below the down zero zone, and you had to just do six shots to the center mass, and then knock down the steel. And I remember throwing two shots. So I was like down 18 on that, sh- on that stage. You hit, you hit the uh, non-shooter? Or? I hit the steals. No, no. It's, um, I was so, uh, so much trying to avoid them. You shot above I it. I shot above it. Yeah. yeah. So, and because of my um, ammo, I was shooting 147 grain. They shoot a little high. Mm-hmm. Um, they start to unravel a little bit at 40 yards. And uh, I just, you know, you're so, it's, it's brilliant because they're putting that, that non-threat there. So everyone's just scared of it. And we were just throwing shots all over that thing. It's good to see the best shooters in the world get scared. The- oh no, absolutely! It's and you know you have to approach it with a certain amount of caution because, um, you know, there's there's confidence and there's arrogance, right? And it's a very fine line between the two. So what I like to call it is a quiet confidence. So curiosity killed the cat. Cockiness kills everybody. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And the cat, yeah. And the cat. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that cat's me, so I got to be careful. So you're you're running the belt and, uh, with one shot. Are you making holsters also? We are making holsters um, just for Glocks, mainly for Glocks. Yeah. Well, there's not that many of those in, in America, let alone <laughs> California. You know, who doesn't own a Glock? Raise your hand, right? So um, are you – so with OneShot, this is Philip Naiman talking with Soch from OneShot Industries, OneShotIndustries.com. Are you, you're, you're mostly focused on CCW style though, right? Like IDPA competition but CCW everyday carry. Everyday carry, um, everyday civilian. We – push training a lot like on my page like um, i also run a page called get out and train that's where i post all of the local courses you um, named that after me right goat, out, goat yeah. yep the goat <laughs> um that's where i push I every say that before you did jason <laughs> <laughs> i push every courses like hey you guys got to follow this page you guys want to take training whether you're military law enforcement civilian there's a bunch of um instructors different courses that you could take just follow the page. Why do you feel training. this way? Because I see a lot of people who claim to be, you know, they're Second Amendment um, people, but they don't train. Like, what's good if you, you know, you have a gun, right? So what? If you don't know how to use it, you're, you're a liability. So I want, if you're going to carry, I want you to be an asset. I want you to be able to like, okay, I know you can handle competent. this. Competent. Yeah, competent with your, your firearm. Okay, you're you're not going to shoot me, or you're not going to shoot the innocent person in front of you. Like you, you're going to know what to do in this situation. So, you know, it's interesting because I think I, I think I met you on my first IDPA day. That's right. Yeah, yeah. First time, and, was, and um, I'd never shot anything like that before. Right? Uh, pistol shooting was throw some clay pigeons on the mm-hmm. berm. You're 20 yards away. Shoot! Oh, we hit one. You know. Not a big deal, but it's more accuracy using a revolver, pulling the hammer back, you know, just aiming and, and shooting. And um, to have a difference in the style of and to realize what combat shooting and IDPA shooting is where you don't care, hit it twice. Mm-hmm. Well, IDPA, you actually have to hit it in a there's a point system, but uh, like three gun, they don't care. Just two in the brown and, and run and gun and and. It's like, well, geez, well, that's way on the edge. 
right? It's not in the center. It's not a pretty group. And it's that difference between shoot early, shoot often in the combat mindset versus the target or the hunting mindset is pick your shot, pick mm. your spot. Mm. And, and it's interesting to, to come to mind on that. And so, you know, it, how did you get over that yourself? Um, just, I would say... Assuming you had the same plethora of problems I did. <laughs> <laughs> just getting trained. Like, I did not shoot when I thought I did. Right. Um, until I took a training course. Like, all right, your stance is wrong, your grip is wrong, side alignment, side picture, learn that, learn everything at the basic. You know, you start with the fundamental and you build from there. Yeah. I, I was uh, shooting with uh, Anson Beck. I actually just talked to him this weekend. He's doing great. Two little kids. And he owned Falcon Operations Group. Uh, they shot a lot out of Corona mm. and Prado. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he can be harsh. So the first time I went out there and shot with him, he's like, are you having tea? I'm like, huh? You know, are tea coming? <laughs> I've, got, I've got a weaver stance. Mm. I'm totally bladed. Mm. And, and uh, I'm like, you know, this is the way I've always shot. And, he's, and he shows me the grip. He shows me the stance. And I'm like, well, if this is a combat situation, why am I squared up like this? And his partner, Charles, who was a medic, he says, well, here's the deal, Phil. If you're bladed and you get hit, you just double lunge yourself. I can't save you. I'm like, oh, so I stand this way then, right? It, it, you can still get hit in the heart, but but in today's world, a lung shot is a survivable injury. Mm-hmm. That That's an amazing thing, you know? So there's a different mindset. It's like, well, I never thought about that before. You know, I go hunting. What do I wait for? A broadside shot. Why? Because I'm double lunging them, right? It's an instantaneous death. And, and so there's just so much that good trainers bring to the table, right? Yeah. I mean, you can learn a little bit from everybody. People, they teach different techniques mm-hmm. or tactics, but there's a lot of overlap. So you're yeah, like, okay, is. that yeah. works. All right, this doesn't work for me, but I see where you're going with it. Like, if you could explain the why, I think that's the best thing that you could get from a trainer, if they explain the why mm-hmm. of what they're doing. Yeah, oh. yeah. Again, that's come back to being articulate, mm. professional, and and most of them that I've run into or taking courses with really are. Yeah, you know, some some are uh, there, louder, more fun than others. There's not a whole lot of um. Well, I don't push those guys. Like a whole lot of was I don't know stupid trainer or people out there with no um background. They just want to make a buck. Yeah, but there yeah. are there are some like that, but generally, I, I hope. That if you go take a class, like if you see that, you're, you're like, okay, this is not for me. This is, is this isn't correct. Right, and and so the other thing is, people who are training need to train at the level below their competency level, right? So I do training classes. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I do from the box to the bullseye, and I want to teach people how they can manipulate, uh, safely manipulate their firearm. We're on an indoor range. It is totally mm. controlled. I'm taking people who have never shot before. We're shooting bullseyes. We're getting nice tight groups, you know, so they're safe. They can function the gun. What do they do next? Now go take a course mm-hmm. with somebody else, right? So you show up. You can hit the bullseye. You know what you're doing. You're safe with the gun and take it from there. And the majority of the people who have taken those courses or who have asked me for those courses have been women over 60. They find out they're home alone for the first time mm-hmm. in their lives, and they realize, you know, if self-defense comes to hands-on, it's not going to be good. 
right? They, they, need, they need that. So it's really important for women, I believe, to understand how to use a firearm in self-defense and be competent with it. They don't have to go to the range every other weekend, but they need to be competent for their own safety mm-hmm. in today's day and age. I was at a recent course, and um, the, one of the, the two top shooters was, was an old couple. Um, husband and wife, they were probably 60. 60? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I'm almost there. <laughs> Dang, they were old. <laughs> you might make it there. <laughs> Folks, welcome to the Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this with Social One Shot Industries and Jason Mayashiro, uh, the galactic interdimensional IDPA champion of the world. <laughs> If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use-of-force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. If you can't do that, be the galactic interdimensional IDPA champion of the world like Jason Mayashiro. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Dude, I, I love love having you on the show. You're just a good guy. Oh, and, thanks, uh, Phil. And a great shooter. And again, folks, if you watch him on his Instagram page, you're going to see this guy scaring the neighbors all the time with a uh, with his dry fire practice in the backyard. Have you been swatted yet? No, not yet. Thank God. And I try to do it at like low key moments of the, of the day. Now I just go in the garage. <laughs> in the garage exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can be running around with that thing in yeah. out there. Um, but he does a lot of practice, and that's why he's gone in four years from nobody who, who had ever fired a firearm to deciding to become the uh, champion of the Western Region Division. So it's an amazing, amazing move. Thanks, Phil. And one of the things you're running, we have um, Soshan from One Shot Industries. Uh, you're running some of his gear. And so one of the things that you focus on. Is CCW carry That's now? Correct. Unfortunately, both you guys are LA County, right? Yes. I have one, and you don't. <laughs> na, 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 na. Why don't you vote for a good sheriff? You can get rid of that. You know, been trying, man. Yeah, trying. Anyway, so um, on the inside the waistband holster, you uh, you brought in one here today. This is a shield holster, but you have a couple of different features on it that I think were interesting. Mm. Can you explain that for me? Yeah. So this is inside the waistband for a shield. It's Kevlar, um, right? Uh, Kydex, Ky- 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 yeah, Kydex Ky- holster. Um, it retains the weapon. So when you draw, especially for training, like leather holster tends to um, wear out wear out, and they collapse on itself. So this one retains the shape. Um, the clip. Is it snap in on the front trigger guard? Yes. Yeah. So everything is locked lock here. Um, the main thing about this holster is, is for appendix carry. And we have 
a a wing here, wing mod. So this thing, what this thing does is, it pushes towards the belt, and it cants your buttstock towards you. So that will lower the profile of your gun. Right, right. I I typically use my stomach to uh, push the gun <laughs> out, but but this is nice if you don't have that option available. You, have, you already have the mod. Mm. Yeah, you know, you're lucky. <laughs> I am a wing mod. <laughs> So, but it's important because, you know, even appendix carry, you can print and it's, you know, awkward. So that's, that's nice. Now, how about the clip on the belt itself? Um, the clip is just your standard clip that uh, everybody's running, but it's, it's easy on, easy off. Mm -hmm. It's, it's cantered in the front. So it slides in, slides off. Yeah. You could give it a little cant or you could run it straight down. Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. And then if somebody were to order this, what does this typically run? Um, inside a waistband, you're looking at probably sixty bucks, just depending on what make a model. Now you said you normally run for Glocks, but this is a shield. Yeah, it's a special order because sometimes I get special <laughs> DMs and. Okay, but it, but so it can be done. Somebody yeah. has a Sig three sixty five or something, or a Glock yeah, forty three. It could be done. Yeah, yeah. Well, Glock forty three make. Mm -hmm. And so, what is the typical one you make it for? Like a twenty six or what? Uh, Glock nineteen. Really, a lot of nineteen. Um, Twenty six also. Some people don't consider that too big. Glock uh, nineteen? No, I think I think I like it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I carry. But it, that's my go to. If I have to. I've heard a lot of people say it's just too big. I'm like, really? I I don't run into that, or I haven't yet. Not very cool. Very cool. Okay, so we got belts, we've got holsters, and t-shirts. What's your favorite t-shirt? Uh, favorite t-shirt? I'm probably. The one I'm wearing to get out and train. I like that mindset. Um, I push that every day almost. And yeah, just get on train. That's like I, I, I agree because I had that same shirt on earlier, and yeah. we, we just didn't want to be twinsies. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had this feeling this morning. I even told Pete. I said, "You know what? I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring an extra shirt because I feel that's like this hilarious. Because that's the latest shirt that I got. That's mm. the most recent one. I love it myself. So. That's hilarious. Yeah. Now talking about getting out and train. All right. Do you have a new program that you're going to be doing? I am excited to first announce that I'm going to be teaching dry fire classes. And um, people are going to be surprised. It's not going to be what they think. And um, the main part is about dry fire attitude. Like what should your attitudes and your feelings be when you dry fire? Because typically when you dry fire, it's very convenient. It's at home. You're sort of, you know, it's R&R time, right? You have to actually turn your home into a range. You have to respect the 180 rule. You got to designate a downrange. You can't be breaking, you know, those points. It's very important to establish these things and uh, and not be passive. As soon as we become become complacent with our environment, that's when injuries happen. You know, that's that's the thing. And most there, there seems to be two areas where people get injured with firearms: the newbie and the guy who's been around it forever. Right. I mean, I don't want, just don't want people getting comfortable. And uh, dry fire practice is ninety five percent of my practice. Um, I get to do it's cheaper that way too. It, it is, but I wish I could. I, I would. I would make time for it if I had the time. But I just don't. And um, I train with my um, squad practical marksmanship training with Masaki Tanigawa uh, once, maybe the second or first Saturday of the month, and then the rest is just competitions, if that. So I'm shooting live fire, maybe ideally three times a month. So even before the Western, I shot maybe three weeks before that. And that was the last time I actually had live fire. But the dry fire training was so important at that point, and just understanding the trigger prep, understanding grip, and um, you know rehearsing everything in the privacy of your own home. Just let's give them one freebie. Sure. Understanding trigger prep. Mm -hmm. 
Trigger prep is just finding that wall. So, you know, uh, engaging the trigger. Now you shoot a Glock 34. I shoot a 34, and uh, there's a little bit of creep on it. I like it. I don't like the wall to be right there because I want just a little bit of feedback. So as I'm presenting the gun to the target, I want to be able to find that wall. And by the time I'm fully extended, I've already prepped that trigger. And when, as soon as I'm on target, boom, I want it to go off right there. So it's almost like a two-stage trigger. It is. It is. And I just need to feel it and memorize it. So I tell people, if you're switching your platforms all the time, you got to know your stage prep. You got to know where that trigger is going to be. Um, so that's why I'm very monogamous to the 34 because it uh, it's never let me down. Oh, it's yeah. a great gun. And, and it's also I, I have to talk about my agency arms trigger. It's a flat trigger, flat shoe, and um, I can just feel it. And at 34 yards, at 40 yards, I'm really connected with that trigger, and it makes the difference. And I'm not pulling it left or right. That thing comes straight back because that's how I practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, the original dry fire mag has helped a lot with that too. It's a positive reset. Um, magazine that helps me. So we have a striker-fired gun like a Glock 19. Okay, so what happens is when you prep it and you cock the slide back and cock the firing pin, you pull the trigger, you have to cock the slide back and do it all over again. So dry fire practice with a striker-fired pistol, uh, with the exception of like the, the Taurus Millennium or something like that that resets itself, is a pain, right? Yes. So these these magazines... Yeah, the, what? the original dry fire mag basically goes in there and you're able to, to break off shots and it resets after every every press. There's there's almost like a little flapper in there, right, that resets right. your firing mm-hmm. pin. And you can change the um, the resistance of it. So I have mine dialed into about three and a half pounds, maybe four. I don't like my triggers to be too light either, um, safety issue. Mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it's a little bit more realistic. Um, I've seen, I've played with triggers that are like two and a half pounds and it just feels so dangerous, <laughs> you know. And, um, and, not, and, you know, and my friends who can shoot it, they shoot it great. But I just, uh, it, it's like a whole new learning curve for me. I don't think I could do it personally, you know. Um, but yeah, this original Dry Fire Mag, I'm going to work with them to, to hold these classes. And I'm super excited about it because it's going to be um, revolutionary for people. They're just, they have no idea how sick in the head I am and what kind of stuff I'm practicing at home and um, how much work I've put into putting this program together. So this would be something, I mean, if you think about this, guys, if you want to get a hold of Jason, PM him at his Instagram page. Uh, I'll give away your, uh, I'll, I'll post your personal cell phone on Facebook for you <laughs> yeah, later. That's funny. <laughs> Check him out at J-M-I-Y-A 23 uh, for Michael Jordan, who is super cool. Yeah. <laughs> super cool. <laughs> but J-M- J-M-I-Y-A 23 PM him on that. Find out about the classes. If you want to have him come teach a group, you know, you get five, six, how many guys you need for that, I'm not sure. But they can contact you. You drive out to do a class out this direction. That's correct. Yep. So have money, we'll travel is the way those things (laughs) typically work. But it could be a great thing. How often are you going to have a chance to practice with a champion, folks? So that's, you know, lots of guys have uh, training classes. If you come to my training class, I'll teach you how to hit the bullseye at three yards. But that's not going to win your IDPA (laughs) thing, right? So, So train with the champion. This is a great opportunity. Get a group of your folks out together. You have discounts on the magazines too, right? You're going to be working on that, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So you're going to need to get that dry fire magazine, which is really a great piece of equipment. Pull it out of your one-shot industries holster. You teach draw strokes too, right? Of draw course, fire, absolutely. Fire. And I'll demand that they have a one-shot belt. And the belt. Yeah. Don't forget the belt. Essential. What if they wear suspenders? You know, there's some guys out there that need suspenders. <laughs> With a belt. <laughs> I need a belt. We got one shot suspenders coming soon, right? You guys, you got one to shot hold, at this. To hold up your slippers. Making it right now. We got tactical suspenders and tactical slippers, tactical, tactical flip flops. 
Gotta love it. Folks, I want to thank my special guests, Sosh from One Shot Industries, OneShotIndustries.com, Jason Mayashiro, the Galactic International, Interdimensional IDPA champion of the world on the West Coast and West LA. Thanks, Phil. I always feel like I'm 5'5 five, five when I'm here, man. You make me feel great. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> well, we all have to have goals. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, we'll name it Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com. And don't forget, September 28th, go see Vince for his special day at Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>